long time. I uh, know. Welcome back. I think the last time we recorded was right before UFC 274. Yeah, I think it was. We so did a preview on it. Yeah. And well, so for anybody tuning in, welcome back to the Panhandle Fly Talk. My name is Paul Torres. I'm Taylor Edmondson. And we have been gone for a while, but let's go. Let's get it. <laughs> yeah. You know, we're coming up on almost an anniversary of the podcast. It is, has it been an anniversary? Pretty close. Really? Pretty close. I think middle of July. Okay. So whenever we do the 276 wrap-up. Dude, yeah, yeah. That's going to be the one year. So so today what we're going to talk about is, what, what are we talking about? Because I haven't seen, I missed, man. I, I've had some personal things going on. So, <laughs> so and, I, and I haven't watched it. I watched the outcomes, um, but we'll go over uh, 275. 275 was Glover Teixeira and Yuri yeah. Prohaska. That's yeah. how they were saying it. Um, and you're not going to be able to shut me up about Glover Teixeira because I watched a lot of the workups on him. And, dude, that guy's solid. That's fine. We'll talk to Such a good guy. We'll talk about it next week. Yeah. And, I mean, we'll yeah, approach yeah. it. Yeah. I was in Minnesota. Didn't get to watch the fight. Watched it from TikTok on my phone on Ooh. a live stream. So how was Okay. How was that? Watching a fight on TikTok on your phone. So someone was live streaming? Somebody was live streaming it. Illegal. It was, but they didn't show the timer You're on a, the bottom. Oh, really? And I really enjoyed that. And I notice I find myself during fights, I'm looking at the timer. So I'll be doing a quick eye check the from heads the up fight dis- to the heads, timer. Your heads up display? Yeah, exactly. Dude, I need that. I like that. See, I do too, but that's how I miss stuff. That's how I miss 274. One of the major things in 274 happening. Oh, and yeah. we'll talk about it that way. Is I was looking at the clock and I look up <laughs> yeah. and somebody's eating canvas. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, but we, yeah, yeah so not having that clock there. Kind of helped you focus in a little bit. For sure. And then you were hearing muffled audio that was being recorded through a phone on a live stream. Yeah. So it well, was what it was. I got to see it. But I didn't get to see it, if after, that makes sense. Like, after, I, I really feel like, so for the past, like, year, we've definitely been, like, dedicated fans. I've never been a dedicated a dedicated fan of any kind of sport, like, and this is the first one. And, I mean, I played, like, football, basketball, ran track. I was an athlete growing up, but then um, I never really became, like, a passionate follower of, like, an NFL team or an NBA team. Like, if they were playing that week, I was like, ah, you know, whatever. But then with this... I liked UFC. I would watch when I could, but this past year has been so much fun watching the fights, figuring out where we're going to watch them, figuring out the better place, like going like, oh, we went to this place and it was terrible. We went to this place and it was good this time. Um, but the most enjoyable venue to watch, or watching it on my phone or something yeah. like that, the most enjoyable venue is like really just getting in a house with a bunch of buds and, you know, getting a pizza and watching it because you can hear the commentators. You can. I mean, you can you do don't some have inter- to worry about them putting on something stupid where you're missing the fights, and exactly. you don't have the control. Yeah. over it. Yes, exactly. And you can zone in on the one thing going on. That's what you're talking. That's what uh, the topic of conversation is. So focused, and that's half the fun is like sitting there and just shooting the shit with your buds and being like, "What do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy?" And then like getting into an argument, and then while they're not looking, like looking it up on your phone so you can like prove that they're wrong. Chill, <laughs> chill, chill, chill. <laughs> like, and then you just play it off like, oh, I've got a podcast to talk about this all the time. I'm really smart when it comes to UFC. Yeah. It's like, no, nah, I just looked that fact up. Yeah. Like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. So but that's that's part of the fun is sitting there and, and doing it. And so, yeah, it's been a good time. Um, 274. 274. So that's where we left off. Yeah. You know, we had the predictions. Uh, they were kind of quick. Uh, me and Paul both picked Michael Chandler over Tony Ferguson. Yep. Um, I picked Carlos Esparza over Rose Nami Yunez. Yep. Paul picked Thug Rose. Mm-hmm. And we both picked Oliveira over Gaethje. Yep. Um, so because of that, we we're kind of rolling in. And I know the last podcast we didn't really do it because if you've been listening, you know – how we think, you know who our favorite fighters are and least favorite fighters are. So we kind of knew where we were sitting and rooting for whenever we were coming into this. And so going right into it, uh, main card, we had Randy Brown beat Chaos Williams, kind of lackluster. Uh, That was supposed to be the Cowboy Cerrone versus Joey Lozon. But since we're talking about Cowboy, because Cowboy has come up, he has now picked up a fight. 
He did. Yeah. He did. And we'll get into that in just a second. Yeah. I want to keep rolling. We'll talk about Cowboy here in just a sec. Um, and then the next one was Shogun Rua against Ovent St. Peru. Um, that was just two old heads fighting. Yeah. It, it was it's a classic. Kind of entertaining. UFC classics. Kind of not. Yeah. It was better than Robbie Lawler and Nick Diaz just because they both ended up fighting. I like the but, Robbie Lawler US, or Nick Diaz fight. Yeah. You didn't like it because you liked the Diaz brothers and, and he got shamed hard. You could not stand Nick Diaz. If we have to, I'll go back and get the audio file and yeah. roll the tape right yeah. here where you were just ticked But I'm in a good mood right now. Like, I don't, why would we do that? You were ticked off at Nick Diaz saying yeah. he quit and how he should never be allowed back into a ring again. Not, a, not a ring, the UFC ring. Yes. He's done with the UFC. He is not that caliber anymore. He's just not. He's not, and I agree. Okay. But you were ticked off saying he just quit whenever I wholly disagree. Okay. But anyways, this was another old head fight. It was kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Kind of not. And then we get into the top three, and this is where stuff happened. Yeah. Nothing happened, and then stuff happened again. Yeah, big So time. starting off, Michael Chandler and Tony Ferguson. What a first round put on by both of these guys. Yes. Tony Ferguson comes out. And I'm going to say it dominated round one. He absolutely did. It was a 10-9, but it was like a 10-8.5 almost. Tony Ferguson dominated. Chandler responded back. And, man, the thing that just sticks out to me is whenever Chandler bull rushed Tony Ferguson and completely just manhandled another human being the way he did on that takedown in round one. Yeah. He got rocked and just bull rushed the guy. Yeah, no, they, they both came out guns blazing. That was awesome to watch. It was. And then started round two. Yep. They're kind of filling each other out. Yep. Uh, Tony Ferguson gets a little wild. And Michael Chandler hits a tight front kick. What'd you say? Ten toes through the nose? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Five toes through the top of his head. Yeah. Like, dude, his... Clean, that, cleanest, nastiest front kick I've ever seen. Absolutely. And that's ranking it over Anderson Silva's. Drops him, and the uh, the waitress standing next to me had been, like, asking me questions about UFC. And then we were, like, having a little side conversation. And I actually missed the kick because um, I was talking to her. And I looked up. And she like grabbed my shoulder and went, is he dead? And I didn't respond (laughs) because I wasn't sure if he was dead or not. I was like, literally like, I don't, I don't think so, but he is not moving. Like I could not see him breathing or anything. And I was like, dude, that's Tony Ferguson. And he is laid out. And then when they do the replay and you just see how like, it's that thing where you punch somebody and their skull moves, but their face skin doesn't move fast enough. Yeah. And it like just makes it look like melted wax. Inertia holy, was there. Holy crap, man. He got lit up, dropped like a sack of potatoes, and then it, it, it just laid there for a long time. And then, of course, Michael Chandler does like five backflips. Back flips. Was just, it five? He did a lot. He did three. He did three. But okay. adrenaline was just flowing at that point in time. And yeah. He apologized to Tony Ferguson after Tony Ferguson woke uh, up. There's no need for it. I mean, good on him because he is, you know. He respected Tony Ferguson where Tony Ferguson deserved and has earned that respect. Yeah, absolutely. And I respect Chandler for that. Yeah. And this is what I was talking about not having that time clock. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah, because for some reason I just looked down. They may have been showing a stat or uh-huh. a tweet in the bottom corner or something. Really, and you missed and it. And I missed it. And I look up and I hear our waitress go, "Is he dead?" And internally I just go, <laughs> "Fuck!" Dude, I was raging. I would put that shot up against. Um, um, I would. Put, I would definitely put that shot up against uh, Jorge Masvidal's. Against Usman? Uh, no, uh, Jorge Masvidal's against um, Ben Askren. Askren, the yeah. That he has as far as like, on. as far as like, best one shot, like complete bombs that landed. That one's up in the top five. Yeah, and Frankie Eggers was pretty gnarly too. Where Cheeto Vera caught him earlier this year. Knows two sixty nine, Oliveira Poyet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Cheeto yeah. Vera caught Frankie Edgar with that same nasty front kick. Yeah, and. Chandler's was just, but the other one was, it was gnarly. It was the fact that it was against Tony Ferguson, Ferguson. yeah, and it just, like that. It it it's it's like you watched a Titan fall. 
Yeah. Because that's Tony Fur. That's El Kukui. Tony El Kukui. Never knocked out before. Yeah. Like. Ten minutes to wake up. Ju- and just obliterated it. Yeah. There was no denial of it. It was, it was almost. crazy. It was almost like Derek, Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades, where Curtis Blades was just laying there and you're like, See, is Derek, this guy going to get up? So Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades uh, was a clean knockout, but like I, I really wasn't worried about him. I'm like, that was a good punch, but he knocked him out. Like It was a clean uppercut. It was <laughs> just how long he was laying on the canvas, the only time knocked I could, out. The only time I can think of like someone that I was that worried about, because you can see they got Absolutely, like it's like he got hit in the face with a baseball bat. Yeah, was um, Alistair Overeem when he got hit by um, um, the heavyweight champion right now, whose name I can never Francis remember. Francis Ngannou. Thank yes, you. jeez, I will never remember that dude's name. <laughs> I will, I will know everything about him. He crossed the desert in camera, like all these things. But well, he um, may not be in the UFC for too much longer. So yeah. Anyways, uh, that's a shame. That's side drama. We'll, we'll get into that. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, but that shot where he hit. Uh, uh, um, over him and just put his put the top of his face at the back of his feet like that uppercut mm-hmm. that's where you're like I think his head might come off yeah. like it's amazing that our that people's heads don't just pop off like or their necks don't just snap yeah because like, it's worse than a car ra- car yeah. crash oh absolutely and people get their necks snapped in car crashes all the time yeah and yeah so that shot that Ferguson got against Chandler man like I, I was I thought it was a ooh. normal human wouldn't be alive I don't think so yeah they would, so. <laughs> they would be unalived. They would be unalived. I, I yeah. did have that thought where I went, did we just watch? And, and the day might come, man. I don't know. The day might come where we will watch a person get killed on the UFC. And that will be gladiator days. That will be like we have returned to the gladiator arena where we watch people die on television. Well, and it's happened in boxing. I yeah. mean, we can't forget Apollo Creed. Okay, <laughs> next. So, anyways, we're keeping this realistic yeah. as possible. Uh, but that thought went through my head was, have we just watched a person get killed on live television? And then he got up, and I was like, something inside of me. Like, I, like I, I was in the Marine Corps. I like to think that I'm a barbarian savage, but there's something inside of me that's just like, like please don't die. Like, just there's that. Because yeah. I like the I – mean, I don't even know why it is. I think it's just because I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm not a savage – like bloodthirsty killer. Like I, there's a part of me that is civilized and I'm proud of that. And I don't want to see a person die on television. You know, like I it, agree with that. I've seen it. Like, have you seen it on like uh someone sends you a clip and it's like, look at this guy get hit by a car and you're like, yeah. I just saw someone die. die. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, th- I wish that it was other people that were in the ring to catch that shot and not Ferguson. Yeah. Um, there's several fighters. I would love to see just catch it. John, John Jones. John Jones, Aljermaine Sterling, um, guys like that. Dude, Aljo, can you imagine? <laughs> but you and know, Aljo guys worked, like that. Aljo works hard. Come on, man, he works I'm hard. Like, okay, stay sleeping on the mat. I hope you wake up. Yeah, but just not for the next thirty, forty-five minutes. Who knows? Aljo's no longer the paper champ, though. You gotta, you gotta give him credit. See, now he's pushing my buttons right now. I'm not pushing your buttons. He's pushing my buttons. I'm bringing up a topic that he's, you don't want to talk about. He's pushing my buttons right now. We're going to stay to 274. Okay. And we can discuss Al Jermaine and all that he is not okay. here in just a little bit. And all that he is, champion. Not. But. Um, <laughs> NFL, not for long. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so that Chandler Ferguson fight, that was an absolute brawl. And then, yeah. And, and so. And then we get the worst. Top 10 snooze fests of the UFC. Top five. Dude, maybe top of three. all five. Maybe top three. Worst championship fight I've ever seen. Yeah. Like, ever. Like, let, let's go through the list of the top three worst. It was uh, Izzy versus... Yoel Romero. Yoel Romero. What's the other one? Did Brock have a snooze fest? No. There, there was... Oh, man. I'm trying to think. But, so this yeah, one... Yeah. This, this one's one de- pretty bad. Yeah. Is EOL, um, I'll think of the other one in a minute. Okay. Um, so this was the championship fight between Rose Namajunas and Carlos Esparza. If you're still listening, you can always go to our Instagram page and post what you think the top three snooze fests are. And we'll probably post more about that. So if, Slide up in the DMs. Let's go. Let's go. We will respond. Yep. And yeah, so this was Rose Namajunas against Carlos Esparza. Uh, this had high intensity. This was a rematch yep. of the ultimate fighter season finale yep. where Esparza won the first belt mm-hmm. beat Rose yep uh essentially took Rose down and controlled her but that happened 
seven years ago? Yeah, a long time Eight ago. Years ago, Rose Rose should have ago. outclassed her. And Rose has gotten so much better. Where yeah. Sparza has, I think, stayed about the same. Yeah, um, Rose outclassed her left, right, and center, and she came out have. scared. She should have, and she came out scared. She came out not. She came out with a game plan, but she stuck to that game plan with the fear of getting. She had a fear in her, and that fear I think was being taken down. It was, and because she came in with that fear of being taken down, she didn't she wasn't aggressive she didn't push the pace she was willing to retreat and run to control the position of the ring and she thought she was winning because she was controlling position of the ring and she wasn't getting taken down those were the two things she wasn't controlling position in the ring though she kept circling out around the cage but she did not have center of the ring well that's all during that fight but, but so you can have that as a like okay, so her and, and she is a counter striker, which I'll give her Tre- this. So her and Trevor, like one of the one of the Trevor Whitman's big things is you fight on your terms. You know he wants you to be fighting on your terms, so it doesn't really matter. Like as far as if you're in the center of the ring or if you're in the side of the ring, it's they do you have your outs and are you positioned where you want to be positioned? And Rose never allowed herself to get in danger, and so in her mind she was winning and scoring points, but she wasn't scoring points. And there wasn't anything happening. <laughs> yeah. And it was one of the worst fights I've ever seen in my life. So Be- in the first round, there was a total of six strikes landed. A total. Yeah. Three each. No takedown. But let's let's put it where it's due. Esparza didn't really come out swinging either. She didn't. But Esparza, round one, it's a wash. Give it to whoever you want to. Yeah, as- Round, we all lost that one. Yeah, round two, Esparza gets a takedown, uh-huh. but she was applying the forward pressure where Rose continued to run. Yeah. And she, it was viewed as Esparza being the aggressor. This entire fight had a total of 68 strikes in 25 minutes. Right. A total of 65 strikes. Right. Esparza had two takedowns. Um, it. And within a performance like that, there I... There is nothing going on. Yeah. And... And so, After the fight, yeah, Rose, Rose is sitting there going, yeah, I but I defended – Carlos Esparza was two for 11 on takedowns. Mm-hmm. I stopped nine takedowns. Do I not get any points for defense? No. No, you no. don't. No. You, you don't. don't. It's a fight, not a don't yeah. get hit. It's hit the other person. Yeah. Part of that's don't get hit, but ultimately it's be the aggressor, show that you – are the winner in that ring. So and she didn't. There's a really Esparza good... Esparza was a, the one that was pushing and pressing forward the action. Yeah. And that's ultimately why she won in a split decision. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and and I agree with that decision. Um, so there's a really good interview with Pat Barry after that fight with um, uh, Ariel Hawani. And they kind of talk about it, and you can see the level of delusion in their head where they're going, well, this is what we wanted, and we executed our game plan. And, and, and that's what happens when I think you get a game plan where you're, it's too defensive because you you celebrate the defense not scoring points or knocking somebody out. And they did. They stuck to their game plan. And that, that was um, – okay, so let's look at Rose's last couple of fights. Like she knocks out Jean Wei Lee. Um, clean. Clean knockout, knockout. first round. Yes. Then, then she beats Zhang Guili again with her game plan. Like that with was her, a clear game was, plan styled. But she was, it was an aggressive game plan. It was aggressive because she's fighting Zhang Guili, and Zhang Guili came at her, and yeah. so she was counter punching. But she was moving like that she was, was moving. That's the and type then of fight she would that, take it down to the ground and out muscle Zhang Guili. That's the type of fight that style works against. And then by the time Zhang Guili was exhausted, Rose was able to definitively like that was the most dominant round I've ever seen for Rose Namajunas was that last round with Jean. That Whitley. fifth round. Yeah. Completely. It, she killed it. Uh, Floored but, me because I wasn't expecting that. I figured Jean Guayley's strength would have played and she would have been able to get up off the ground, but she didn't. We'll see what happened was her strength um, gassed her. Mm-hmm. And so by the time you get to the fifth round, Rose is, Rose is a, you know, still fresh, not fresh, but she's got a lot more in she's the tank. She's fresher. Yeah. yeah. She's got a lot more in the tank. Um, but then you get to this fight, and if you come in with that same mentality, which she did because her and Trevor Whitman, Trevor Whitman has a very distinct, um, he has a very distinct game plan, and I mean he's the one that coaches Kamara Usman. He's the one that coaches Justin Gaethje. Uh, Justin Gaethje, you know, which is wild to me because he does have Usman. Yeah, and I mean I guess Usman does apply 
some of those defensive tactics. He did against Covington, for sure. But Usman's not afraid to stand in there and bang where Rose was running the entire fight. No, no, no. Gaethje Ro- stands in there no, no. and bangs twenty four seven. Well, we'll let me let me go ahead and because this is kind of previewing what we're going to talk about with Gaethje okay. Oliveira is a criticism of Trevor Whitman, and I'll just go ahead and say it because it's up. But Trevor Whitman, his fighters are very weak against top level jujitsu. And the guys like the guys that Kamaru Usman has beat, they have been wrestlers and they have been boxers, but they have not been and I, and you have to be top level jujitsu. Yeah. You have to like you, you have to be like a world class jujitsu practitioner. You can't just be like, this guy's got his black belt. It's like you gotta be a badass of the black belts. But Rose, not a strong jujitsu defense. She showed that by not wanting to Grapple. Gaethje, good on the ground, but not a strong jiu-jitsu. Um, but I think that's Kamaru, just Justin as well. But Kamaru Usman, he's a wrestler. He's a very strong wrestler. He's a world-class, like, Olympic-level wrestler. Is he Olympic-level? I don't know if he's Olympic-level. He's I don't collegiate. Think he's Olympic level. He was world-class college. Collegiate. Yeah. Uh, but what – and this is – the sidetrack and we'll get back to it, but what top level jujitsu practitioners has Kamara Usman beaten? Gilbert Burns knocked him out. Gilbert Burns. Did they grapple or did they box? They boxed because Usman did not let it go to the ground. That, that's and, why. And and I think that's that's what we saw with Hamzat Shemaev and Gilbert Burns. Oh, we, man. And we saw, dude, the Hamzat Shemaev Gilbert Burns fight was brilliant and spectacular. On the ground and on the yeah, field. Yeah, and that's why I think Hamzat is the guy to – if there is a challenger to the throne, it's Hamzat Shemaev. It's Le- Leon Edwards. <laughs> we aren't getting – we'll get there. We will get Leon there. Leon Edwards is a boxer. Have you not been listening to everything I said? Leon Edwards Leon is Leon Edwards not, is knocking that fool out. He is not. Dude. 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 No, I know why you're laughing because you're you're being a troll. Yeah, if you've been yeah. listening for any point no. in time over this past year, you know Leon Edwards deserves this title fight, and he's going to win this fight. <laughs> Not, I am I am breathless and wordless at how I can't respond to this because it's there's so much. Uh, so, anyways, yeah. So that being said, luckily. We were watching these fights. Yeah, Rose lost the fight. I'm glad. Twin Peaks. Yeah. And we had the Canelo boxing match on, so it kept us somewhat entertained. Yeah, that's good. Um, and there's some conspiracy theories going on. About? The fact that this fight was so, so slow-paced, so that way they ensured that the Gaethje Oliveira uh, had I do remember hearing Canelo. that. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of interesting. I don't think... I don't buy into that conspiracy theory one bit that they drug yeah. out the fight. They would have just started. Uzman How would you communicate that? Gaethje Oliveira later. Yeah. Like How, you like, communicate that to Oliveira Gaethje saying, Hey, we're going to delay this until after this. And, and the done. other thing is like, if you, if you do like, let's say Rose Namunas knocks her out in like the first round, you can still do like, you work can up. Show, you can do, you can show the video, the workups, yeah, you can do like all UFC kinds of different everything. stuff. Yeah. No, all these, kinds of promotional stuff just to lengthen it out. I'm just saying that's what the conspiracy theorists. I do saying. remember thinking that though. I think I was actually one of those conspiracy theorists. I was like, Probably "What so. if I love my tinfoil hat?" Oh, we know. Yeah, I love my tinfoil yeah, hat. We do. So that fight's over. We saw Canelo lose his first ever boxing match. Yeah. Granted, he fought up with a weight class, whether it be three pounds or fifty pounds. Mm-hmm. He still lost, which got got his ass handed to him. Yeah. Um. So we had entertainment during that fight. Sure. But and wings and whatnot. Yeah, and wings and fun. Uh had a table full of buddies show up. So yeah, that was fun. It was good. Got to kind of talk with them. Um and then that leads us into our main event. Yeah. Oh. Charles Dubron Oliveira. Freaking Charlie Olives. And shout Justin out shout out to Clay. Gaethje. Shout out Clay. Clay Hoggett. <laughs> Get on this pod. Dude. Stop being lame. 
Dude, so side note, he's going to be a roommate and he'll be on the pod. Nice. So Clay's our buddy who um, he he if okay so Taylor and I are fanboys. Clay's actually done like jujitsu and other martial arts. Yeah, whenever he was a teenager, he was over in China for a summer competing. Oh wait, really? I didn't yeah. know he was in China competing. Yeah, that's awesome. Because so he's, he's a very, traveled he's such all a, over the world competing. He's such a quiet, like tall, skinny guy, and it's just like Clay can do that, and it's like yeah, I'm like wow, okay. Yeah, so we're going down this rabbit. So, hole. anyways, I'm Char- scared to death because he's sitting here saying he's going to calf kick me one day whenever I'm not expecting it and just yeah. bull send it. Oh god, and I'm not ready, dude. I am not ready. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get that video, and we're gonna put it on the freaking Instagram. It's it'll be for the for the pod, bro. For the yeah. pod, I'm not ready. If that happens, his rent goes up by 150 bucks. So Clay, if you're listening, Listening, don't be dumb for the pod. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That could be the side bet yeah. on predictions. Yeah. Whoever loses has to eat five calf kicks from Clay. Yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I've already proved my pain threshold manhood by joining yeah. the Marine Corps and then getting out. So see, I'm good. I'm, all you, all you, bro. All you. I'm, You're young. You're a young buck. I'm fine. You're a young buck. So, anyways, yeah, our buddy Clay started calling. Charles Oliveira. Well, he informed us. Yeah, he Charlie inf- Olives. He informed us of the name. Like yeah. the name's everywhere. It is. But it was Charlie Olives, and I was like, Charlie Olives, I like that. And then it just stuck. It's it stuck in my head, and then I started seeing it on social media, and then I started going like, man, like he's a lot better than I'm getting giving him credit for, and now he's like that person who I, I'm not a like I'm a fan because I know how good he is. But I just haven't gotten on the bandwagon because I want, I just want somebody else. I don't know why. I just want a different champion. And so I went into this fight. It's because you're a closet Russian Dagestani. You're a closet Muslim is what it is. Dude, but the, the, the Dagestani bad boys, um, first of all, it's not even a Dagestani bad boy that's threatening the crown for him. Mm-hmm. Threatening the belt. No, it's not. He's Islam Machev. Oh, yeah. It, I keep mixing them up. I... Yes, yeah. Islam Makachev is a. You are one hundred percent right. Yes, and it is because I'm a Dagestani bad boy fan. <laughs> yeah. uh, Islam Makachev, I think he's. I think he can take it from Charlie Olives, but Charlie Olives keeps proving me wrong. He keeps beating people I like. I thought Justin Gaethje could win. I even listened to the to the Rogan interview they did before the fight and how Gaethje's like, "This is my game plan. This is what I'm going to do." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Let's go. I think he can do it." And then he gets in with. Um, and, yeah, I was thinking, dude, like, it's going to be a night for Rose and it's going to be a night for Gaethje. Like, they're both going to get it. And then right before when we were talking about it, I went, you know what? Maybe Olives will beat him. Like, maybe. Yeah. And so that's why I, I did the prediction. And I was right, but I was disappointed because I wanted to be wrong. I wanted Gaethje to win, and he didn't win. He didn't win with distinction. Like, Charlie Olives was so much better and so much more dangerous because he's able to get your back and just annihilate there is no getting out at least and and that's what i'm talking about when i'm saying top level jujitsu and he has a chin and hands to compete on the feet to make you get oh, there, to your y- back yes there's you no know, there's there's no there's, there's no, no question about hole. his chin no there's no question about his chin yeah there's no real hole in his fight game right now no uh which is very impressive so we were well, actually okay. at synergy watching the title fight against michael chandler okay and Whenever he knocked out Chandler, I was like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah, yeah. You know, I was going like, for Chandler. I heard the name. I was going yeah. for Chandler, too, mostly because... It was America versus Brazil. It was. I didn't really know and either one. I, I'm not a fan of the Brazilians. I usually go against the Brazilians, but I went back, did a little research on it, started watching some of Oliveira's older fights. You know, he lost to El Kikui, uh-huh. was his last loss. Yep. Um, but... Man, we uh, I went back and watched it, and I became a fan of this guy because mm-hmm. he's been there. Yeah, he's been there for so long twelve years now in the UFC. Yeah, paying his dues. He had the issues at the one forty five weight class with making weight, went up to one fifty five, and really kind of just started revolutionizing his game, his fight game. He's always been a badass on the ground, but he started learning more and more striking because that's where he was losing. Yeah. He's getting outstruck. Yeah, and. I don't know, just seeing somebody grow like that and then seeing what they're doing at the top of the level being clearly the number one dude yeah. in a weight class that is absolutely loaded. I mean, knocking out Chandler, submitting Poirier, yeah. dominating yeah. and submitting Poirier, yeah. and then 
just absolutely brutalizing Gaethje. He's a beast. He is. And I'm on that bandwagon. I'm riding shotgun and I'm going. So, so, but here's the question though. Styles make fights, right? A hundred percent. Styles make fights. hundred percent. What's the style that beats world-class jujitsu? Cause that's why he's still around. What's the style that beats world-class jujitsu? Kickboxing. Kickboxing. I don't know. Like, Who's a world class jujitsu guy that gets that has gotten beat? GSP. GSP. Okay, so GSP got caught once, as, and that was that was unfortunate. But then he came back and just completely dominated. Yeah. Um. Who else beat GSP though? See, this is why I have my computer and he doesn't. Yeah. But I, I like legitimately not knowing things so we can like talk about them and look them up. I do yeah. I just feel like when we both have computers, it becomes like spouting facts instead of having an actual conversation. No, I agree. You know, but I, I think like one person computer I, for I this. do. I like having one computer so that we can like look things up and and like answer these kind of questions. Because there are holes and there's so much to know. Yeah, um, we'll never know them all. Exactly. But I I man. Yeah. GSP um, I can't think but of any yeah, other... It's usually those guys that are really big and they get caught that beats the jujitsu guys. Yeah. I mean, they get okay. caught before they get the takedown. Here's the same. Here's Curtis the same. Blades and Derek Lewis, same way. Here's the same. Curtis qu- Blades not a jujitsu god, but yeah. same principle. It's a boxer with a lot of patience. Like Rose, like Trevor Whitman coached Rose to do, but you have to like you have to push the pressure at some point. And I know you don't like Aljamain Sterling, but that's how he's winning is 100% his jiu-jitsu. It's not his striking. And so that's how he almost got beat the first time um, with Jan, like Peter, Piotr, Piotr, Piotr Jan. Mm-hmm. Like that's how Piotr Jan almost beat him was because he was able to kind of get him to come in and Aljo wasn't patient enough and he caught him a few times, was able to wear him out with those punches, and then it neutralized his jiu-jitsu. But... Aljo came in with that game plan of like, dude, jujitsu all day. I'm not trying to strike with this guy. And that's how he was able to win. But that's what's going to beat jujitsu is intelligent striking, but also the foundation of not being afraid to go to the ground. And that's where Islam Makachev is because he's got the background of wrestling and that weird style of uh, combat sambo. He understands how to defend against the neck. He understands how to defend against those things. And it's not the once he gets it, it's those fundamental positions that lead to it. So my main question, and we haven't seen this yet out of Islam. Uh-huh. You know, every fight that he's been in, he's outmuscled, out strength. Yeah. Every guy yeah. just bullied him yeah. on the ground. I don't think he's going to be able to do that against Oliveira. I get what you're saying with you can't be afraid to go through ground, and I completely agree with that. But I'm eager to see if Islam Machev's able to come in like Habib did throughout his entire career and like the Dagestanis have shown and just tougher than snot and stronger than strong. I a think, different level of strength. I think we're going to see a high-level, high-intensity ground game when they fight. I'm here for it. I am too. I'm I, 100% here for the it. The only thing that pisses me off is – I don't know if the fight will happen. This this has all of the hallmarks of a fight that gets, like once they make the fight and they have the date. Do they have a date yet? They do not. It's been discussed. The fight hadn't been confirmed. Yeah. Um, once it happens, someone's going to get injured. Like once it happens, then someone's not going to make weight. Something's going to happen. Okay, so that's some other stuff leading into this fight. We're oh, going to yeah. get back to 274 and we'll Charlie Olive. back yeah, in okay. here. Okay. So, Old Olives. Yeah. Oliveira had to vacate his title because he missed weight. Yep. He weighed in at slightly over 155, um, mm. took his hour, still came back overweight. So he had to vacate the title. If Gaethje would have won, Gaethje would have been the title holder. So right now, the 155 title is completely open and up for grabs, even though everyone knows Oliveira is that guy. Oliveira is that dude. He is a champ. Yeah. Regardless if he has a belt or not, he is the champ. Um, so leading into this fight, there was that controversy going on. Sorry, uh, my phone just went you're on. good. Okay. Um, a lot of the fire fighters were calling for digital scales now, saying the scale was tampered with. That's not true. Yeah. They brought back 
both Carlos Esparza and Rosenami Yunus reweighed them after the scale was recalibrated. Mm-hmm. Reweighed uh, Oliveira Gaethje. Yeah, he missed weight. He missed weight. He missed he weight. Did it. He's had a history of this in the past. Yep. I don't know what's going on. I don't expect this to happen again. Um, I hope not. But I mean, the the fact of the matter is, he missed weight. He did just minuscule, but he still he missed weight. Yeah, still uh, won the fight. If this was a non-title fight, he would have made weight. They didn't give an official weight. But if it was non-title fight, he would have made weight because they give that one-pound buffer. So he was within a pound. Okay. So I didn't know about the one-pound buffer, but mm-hmm. like if as it's soon as non-title fight, you get a one-pound buffer, so you could be one fifty-six. That's kind of how I can tell, like how I feel about Charles Oliveira, because I didn't put on my tinfoil hat. <laughs> I was like, dude, you, you missed weight, bro. Like, yeah. Like I, I, I'm usually down for a good conspiracy, but I don't. I don't have any pity or sympathy for the champions or the contenders and championship fights coming in, missing weight. But uh, I didn't re- Okay. So I didn't realize something that there were so many ways to cheat the weigh in in front of cameras, but I've bro, gone back and DC. watched DC did. That's the one that I'm DC. talking about. Humongous cheat. Yes. Sitting there Humongous. with his Humongous. said it was a finger. It was his hand on the his towel. His entire that he hand was, was on the towel. Up. Yeah. Like pushing the towel down so that way he weighed less on the scale. Yes. Yes. He was putting weight into the towel. When a half a pound of pressure is is what's enough to make weight, that's that's easy. You that's what you're doing. And then I've seen other fighters like get on there and like they rock their heels back. Yeah. So it so it throws the calibration off just a little little bit. And so like yeah, like there's I've seen a few people like try things and I'm just like, I never would have thought of that. You'll never think it think of this either my buddy cooper he was a national and world record holder in powerlifting yeah 100 pound weight class no less than 100 pound at the time he was in vegas for a world competition meet huh and he was missing weight took a massive dump still miss weight ran around downtown in sweats and a trash bag still miss weight shaved his head and he made weight huh yeah Shaved his head. That's crazy. So like, it's the little bit. It's, it's the, the littlest, littlest thing, thing, like you were saying. But it will definitely, it exactly. will definitely matter. So, ever since the DC thing happened, fighters are not allowed to touch anything. Yeah. Ever again. Yeah. Which, take it for what it is. I think DC's always been overrated, but world class wrestler. They hyped him, but they hyped him because he was the light heavyweight challenger to exactly. Long- John Jones. So Oliveira miss weight. We're coming into this fight, um, and. Man, it starts out, and 10 seconds in, Oliveira rocks Gaethje. Oh, yeah. And then Gaethje, like the fire hydrant of a head that he is, yeah. comes back and, I mean, rocks Oliveira. Yeah. Oliveira does this thing where he pretends to get knocked down, goes down, and, like, welcomes him into the ground. Yeah, he pulls guard. Like He he, he essentially pulls guard without anybody on him, I think which the, is completely different than Al Jermaine does. But my theory is when that mental game happens, it's – you, when you hit a guy, you feel confident. And by going to the ground, Oliveira says, how confident are you? Yeah. You want to come into my you world wanna, or not? All right. He's like, hey, you, you, you got the hit on me. You want to you wanna be real confident about it? And, yeah. then, and that makes the person, it controls the pace of the fight. It makes them pause. And it gives Oliveira time to recover Cause as those well. Bo- yeah. Those boxers, when they get timing, when they start getting that flow, if you don't disrupt that flow, they get a half a second faster. And when they're that half second faster, they start catching you. And when they and start you catching miss. you, you you miss and you get knocked out. Yep. So and that's why I think he was doing it. He did it twice. Um it disrupted the pace. It good on him. Like very smart tactics. Um and then uh this yeah. fight was a total of three minutes long. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It very quick. First All this round. happened first round three minutes. Very fast. So yeah. it starts off Oliveira rock skate Gaethje comes back, rocks Oliveira. They get up. They're over here, Dusty Doan again. Yeah. And Gaethje rocks Oliveira again. Yeah. I and thought this it was... one was an actual knockdown. Yeah. On this time. The first one wasn't really a knockdown by my measure. No. It was more so Oliveira baiting him. Yeah. Second one was a knockdown, and Oliveira's sitting there going, okay. You I think? Know okay. I'm buzzing, but if you come down here, you're still dead. Yeah. And Gaethje immediately said, get up. Yep, they stand him up. And Oliveira DDTs Gaethje into the ground. Yep, Gaethje gets up, says, nope. "Stand up." We're standing back We're up. Standing We're standing up. Not going We're to the not ground. doing this. And, and then, then Oliveira oh. clips him. Oh, 
So clean. So Gaethje was landing calf kicks early in the fight. Yep. Oliveira checks it, steps into a jab. They enter almost a clinch, non-clinch. They're in that tight. Yeah. Just roughing each other up. And as Gaethje's backing out, Oliveira catches him just clean with a right cross and knocks Gaethje down. Oliveira takes it back. And Charlie that, Olives, get your back. That's all she That's all wrote. it is. Dude, it was – it was, and Gaethje was throwing bombs. He was. He was swinging At for the fences. At one point, Gaethje threw a left hook that, so <laughs> large that, like, he, he swung it so large, whenever he missed, he fell to the ground. Yeah. Like, he it was, it so was one of those. It was one of those. And he got back up and kept, kept throwing, throwing that. Yes. He was throwing heat. He was trying to knock that dude but out. But I think and that's the only way you beat Oliveira is you catch him yeah. with everything you have. And, and that just shows the chin that Oliveira has. And the thing is, you develop that chin. Like, your chin can go away. Like, when you start getting those concussions mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like, dude, you hit him three times. It doesn't matter. But when you're not at that point, you develop that by insane cardio. You Which you train your body to keep going even when you get dusted. Yeah. And Oliveira has done that, and it's paid off because he takes damage, and it doesn't like he takes hits, but it doesn't do damage. And that I will be, I'm impressed by that dude. Um, but Gaethje just, oh, he was swinging for the fences. He got clipped once he was on the ground. It's over. Like he tried to fight, and you could just tell like every move he made on the ground was the wrong move. Because Oliveira knows the right move. Like for jiu-jitsu, yeah, so they had him there's in. like three, you kind of build a cage around you when you're in jiu-jitsu and you go down and you get out. Like there's ways to escape. There's ways to escape a rear naked choke. Mm-hmm. There's ways to get out of those positions. You have to know where the opening points are though because you have to get past them. And if you don't get past those open points, they're split second. And Oliveira knows exactly where they are. He knows where he's like, dude, if you're going, if you roll left, I go this way. If you roll right, I go this way. And if you don't defend, like by putting your wrist somewhere or putting your hand somewhere to make sure he can't grab this grip, you're done. And Oliveira knows every move on the ground for that. Yeah. And, so whenever and they first went down, Oliveira had him in a triangle choke. Gaethje knows wrestling defense against that. He yeah. doesn't know jujitsu defense against exactly. that. Exactly. And that's why he got wrapped up. And I'm just thinking the word like anaconda or something. Like he's. Dude, that's the perfect way to explain Oliveira and yeah. describe him as an anaconda between Poirier, Gaethje, everything else. So whenever they go to the ground, Oliveira gets Gaethje into the triangle choke. Gaethje escapes, or so he thought, for a split second, but yeah. he never cleared Oliveira. And gave up his back into a more vulnerable position. If you watch which that, which led tra- to the real neck, rear neck and choke. If you watch that transition in slow mo, it's beautiful and completely controlled by Oliver the entire time. Completely controlled. Beta Gaethje into giving him a better position. It's just, it's a setup. Yeah, it's, it is. It's the, it's the setup, but it's the I've got you. Like he's just, you're, you're, you're struggling, but you're wiggling tighter into my grip. He is that man. <laughs> so he's that dude. But that's what I don't think he's going to be able to pull off against Islam Makhachev. I don't know if Islam Makhachev is going to be technically sound enough against that. I think Islam Makhachev is used to being able to outmuscle and outstrengthen everyone on the ground. So getting into this after the fight um, in the post-fight press conference, uh, Dana White's talking about what's going on. Yeah. Uh, Oliver is clearly the number one contender. He doesn't have to fight to get back into the title fight since it's vacant. Uh-huh. Um, and what they were talking about was having a Islam Mahachev against Benil Darush, which I've been calling for that fight forever. It was originally fight. on. Yeah. Darush had to back out because of a knee injury. Yeah. Um, like you were talking about. Just never happened. Yeah. And that would be for the other number one contender interim title, not title. It would be... The winner of that would get Oliveira for the title. Yeah. uh, Is what that would be. And I really like that idea. And then news came out this week talking about um, it's in the the works. Nothing's been signed off or anything. But Charlie Oliveira against Islam Mahachev for the title, UFC 281 in Abu Dhabi. And that is scary if you were Charles Oliveira. Everything is against you because that's Islam's backyard. I I think that uh, Oliveira is going to feel the pressure of this one. Like, I think that on paper, you could probably convince yourself, like, oh, like, I could beat Gaethje. Oh, I could beat Dustin Poirier. But 
the like they've already shown the Vegas odds on that fight, and it's Islam Makachev. I hope it is, dude. Like they, I'm willing to bet my house on Charlie Oliveira. Are you no? A hundred percent, dude. No, hundred percent. No, it's 100%. not hundred percent. Islam Makachev is going to annihilate. He's not. We've been talking about this fight for a year too. I know. And it's not going to happen. It's he is going, dude. It's just there's levels. There is, and Oliveira is clearly a level above something that we have not seen Islam do. He, I, I don't think you're giving that level of world class jujitsu fighting enough credit. I am. I think Oliveira is just that much better. I think it's like a Usman against the rest of. It's division. not a lock. Here's the thing, I, and I'll admit this. Here's the thing well, I'll admit. It's not a lock, and it will be the third time that Charles Oliveira has astonished me. And that's and that's yeah. it's entirely possible, and, and that's I mean, one that's, of the reasons why I am so I am so excited for this fight. And I like having this conversation here. I am so excited for this fight because I think Oliveira is technically sound and professionally sound enough to be able. To do this See, and, and but it, dominate it, him, and I don't think Islam's at that level. I think Islam's a clear number two, number one, number one contender. Yeah, yeah, number one contender, number, number two, two overall. In the class. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And um, yeah, I don't see this happening. So I think Oliver is going to get the title back, and let's put on the tinfoil hat here. Even though I know it's not going to happen, uh-huh. they're saying if just. All the conspiracies out okay. there. If Oliveira dominates Islam, Habib comes out of retirement and takes on Charlie, Charlie Olives. Dude, don't, don't tempt me with if that. If Charlie Olives dominates Islam Achev, I am all in on that. I'm not taking anybody in that fight. That is a fan of me watching that go down and happen. Because you know Habib still... The baddest man on the planet. I love that story. I love that I story. I am here for it. I am. I am here for that story. Um, I don't know, but I don't if, want it. To, but but that's the I thing. I don't know is, if Habib comes out of retirement for that because he said he's not going to go against his mother's wishes, which I fully respect. But and I mean, and he's he's built a lot of stuff that's good Be, off of his. I mean, the persona that he had when he left is very good. Yes, there's a lot more at stake than just losing the fight. It's like the prestige of his fight and legacy. His legacy, uh, yeah, and is his at own stake. promotion. Yeah, He's and he got to build Eagle up FC promotion right yeah. now, and they could do a cross event where it's like an Eagle FC against UFC, which yeah. would be dope. I would love that. that would I haven't be, watched much Eagle FC. It's not high level because yeah. they're getting a lot of old retired UFC fighters. On and the game. rules are slightly different, right? Not really. Not really. Okay. Not not noticeably. Okay. Um, they had Diego Sanchez fight in it. I for, saw that. Like they have some UFC heavy hitters that kind yeah, of show up for name recognition. It was but. Diego Sanchez for name recognition. That's it. Yeah. Um, the fights in there, though, the fighters were hungry. Yeah, that's good. And so whenever it's you like, get hungry fighters, yeah, put on a show, man. You put on a show. Yeah, and it's free to watch. So I can't remember the streaming service for it, but it's free download, free to watch Eagle FC. Download the schedule. Maybe it'd be worth our time to like it is. find the find the first. Let's find the top three fighters in Eagle FC. In Eagle FC, and follow them, and just yeah, see what happens. For sure, for sure. But so that's the conspiracy that's going on. Which also, yeah, wants all wants Oliver wants me to want Oliveira <laughs> to dominate Islam Mahachev. I still don't want. Th- I mean, I want I want Khabib back, but at the same time, I want um, I'm okay with not having him back and letting. And and, and legitimately, I think Islam Mahachev is going to win. Like I just. From what I've seen, he's he's got what it takes to beat Oliveira. So you've, yeah, and you've done more research on Islam than I have. Well, I've just seen, and and you look at like the the other wins he has that just, aren't MMA, like his jujitsu competitions, his level, the level that he's competed at when he was a younger person on the world stage on jujitsu is, I think, more prestigious than the ones that Oliveira has. But if you go and look at the titles that Oliveira has won, that's one of the reasons why he's top-level UFC is because he has won, say, world-class titles 
by um, far. But, and, and that's why he was able to stay in the UFC yeah, whenever yeah. he was finding himself. Yeah. And develop his stand-up game and develop exactly. that ability. Like, absolutely, it's I agree with that. It's because he's world-class jiu-jitsu. Always I, has been. And that's why he never got cut from the UFC. Is because of his jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Even whenever he was catching those losses, he still was able to stay in. But Makachev's a mountain man. And he's going to be fighting in Abu Dhabi? Dude, Charles Oliveira, there's something inside it, of his soul that knows, like, if I win this, I might not make it out alive. If that finishes, like, <laughs> if that goes through. Yeah. What... What I really wanted to see is Islam Machev against Benil Darush soon. I, I I'm talking to see 277, that. 278. Yeah, I wanted to see that. And then I want to see a Oliveira Islam Machev for the end of the year at Madison Square Garden. That'd be a good fight. The biggest spectacle of all. That's where I wanted to see that fight. That'd be a good fight. And give me Covington Hamzat. Covington Hamzat. On that same card. Dude, Covington Hamzat, and, and then if Chandler Hamzat, McNuggets, <laughs> Chandler and Wait McNuggets, McGregor, McGregor, McNuggets. dude, Chandler McGregor, I love that fight. So like, yeah, a good let's fight. talk about that. That's the other thing I want to so, talk but, about. What's next for Chandler? Uh, I, I think it's McGregor. It's yeah, gotta be. It's gotta it does. be. So that's what everything's happening right after the fight. Uh, we had Chandler sitting there calling out McGregor. What if he breaks his leg again? Like, because we've seen like Chandler can kick. What if he breaks Connor's leg? That's two busted chi- that's two busted chicken wings, man. Whenever like, I whenever I look at this fight though, I see a stylistic matchup that favors McGregor where he doesn't have to worry about the takedown. Dude, Connor's Connor's talking about fighting Floyd again. I know. <laughs> and that came out today. He I doesn't want to so Dude, he's he he's he might be done, man. He might just be like, I'm done with my MMA career, let's go make money. Well, it's thirty three to fifty million. Yeah. To who last says, eighteen minutes. Who says no to that? Yeah. You and can't. it's like I said, dude. Floyd's a freaking surgeon. He's not. Yeah. He, he's not going to hurt you. No, he's like, not. He's gonna it's point, not going to be permanent damage. Yeah. He's going to point you. He's going to point get you, you up, gas, and then you're exactly. going to exactly. It's just a death by volume, not death by contact. Yeah, he's not going to knock you out. I mean, unless you do something. Okay, if Connor starts coming at him for real, yeah, Floyd's going to teach you a lesson. Exactly. Floyd's going to dot you up like he can. But but yeah, it's dude, Connor. Connor's going to make that money. Um, but, uh, I don't want to say he's officially done with the UFC yet, but UFC the only fights I see happening. He's is, so big now. Yeah, so it's a, a Masvidal rematch. Yeah, at one seventy. Uh huh. A nasty Nate rematch at one seventy. He ain't fighting Nate Diaz again. He's not. No. And then if he wants to go on a title run, it starts with Michael Chandler at one fifty five. Yeah. And if he wins, if Oliveira beats Islam. You think he can make 155 again? Oh, 100%. 100%. He's looking huge. Like, he's, he's putting on muscle. He's, he's, not, walk, putting, he's, he's not putting on. He's walking around at 190, 195 right now. Yeah, he's not putting on Patty the Fatty's freaking quick, quick loss chubbiness. Like, McGregor, Connor's putting on muscle. McGregor is a different animal. We can't forget this. That's true. McGregor's ready to go at any point in time. That's why he has notoriety. That he does. Yeah. That's why he has the prestige that he does. Is because if McGregor gets a fight at 155 and is told, if I beat Chandler, I get a title fight, I'm there. I'm at 155. And I like that stylistic matchup because I think I can outstrike Chandler. I think if I think my left hand is still a bomb and I think it's still a sniper. I don't think he cares about that, though. At this point, if he fights Floyd and makes that money, he's going to take as much time off as he did the last time he fought Floyd. And he's not coming back to the UFC. No. He's going to count his money and go. But if he gets another title, oh, dude, title, that would put him at a lightweight king. That would put him in the same realm as a GSP. And he could retire from the UFC, do his boxing match with Mayweather and be done. And yeah. you would have a Mayweather against a UFC champion. It, you're, you know, you're right, he could. And it just depends on how much does the title mean to him. You know, at this point, because you have to be hungry for it. He's already been a double champion. So, like, what does he? I guess the question is, he does he still retire with the belt? Does he? The question is, does he? He said mm-hmm. it, but does he really? Like that? That gets yeah. headlines, but and that that makes stories. But does he legitimately want that title again? We don't know. We'll see. Yeah, and if he doesn't, another fight that would be awesome to watch is him and El Kakui. Yeah, that'd be okay. I mean, him fighting anybody's good. It is. It brings fans. It's its own yeah. pay-per-view event. He's the number one draw of the UFC. 100%. Still yeah. is. Yeah. So 
He's the most recognizable name USC fighter of this day. I personally either want to see a Nasty Nate two or three, or I like a the Chandler Michael fight. Chandler. I like the Chandler yeah. fight. So that's, that's what I like next yeah. for Chandler. If that's not it, I think it's who a, do you think would win that? I think Chandler. You think Chandler beats him? Why no ring rust? No, because I want to see McGregor lose. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see McGregor lose. I, I like watching. Mc, I like showing up and watching McGregor lose. It's like watching the Cowboys in the playoffs. You know they're going to lose, but you got to watch it. You I, love watching it. I, I think I don't know. I think Connor could piece him up, man. I think Connor's got that lightning punch that's dangerous enough, and Chandler's aggressive enough to where it'll work. And I think Connor's long enough too. Yeah. So I I agree. I can see a path for Connor winning. Yeah. Which is what makes this fight intriguing. Yeah. Because I can see a path for both of these fighters winning. Well, because who's Chandler fought in the UFC? Like he's fought um, Dan Hooker. Knocked Dan him Hooker out, which, knocked him out. That ended Hooker's career. Yeah. Um, um, lost to Oliveira. Yep. Lost by decision to Gaethje. Yep. And just knocked out El Kakui. Yep. So, so he hasn't really fought anybody with like Connor's like with Connor's counterpunch style. That would that, Dan Hooker has that counterpunch style. Dan Hooker was on his way out. I don't think so. Dan Hooker was on the way up, and Chandler turned that around to his way out. Is my opinion on that. Huh. Okay. Um, Hooker was an up-and-comer at that time. He was number seven or eight ranked, and he was catching some steam to go top five. Chandler comes in and dusts him. Yeah. So I saw that, and then the Oliveira fight, he got knocked out by Oliveira, which look at Oliveira now. Yeah. Great loss. That's fair. Great fight, great loss. Yep. Almost knocked out Oliveira. Had Oliveira wobbled where – He did have him wobbled. Gaethje didn't. No. Poirier didn't. Yeah. So, Chandler had the champ wobbled, and then the Gaethje fight, that's just a war. Yeah. That's an absolute war that took place. Yeah. And then he did his thing against El Kikui. He got beaten round one, but woke up, and luck, whatever. <laughs> nah. He caught it clean. <laughs> that, was, that was just pure instinct whenever he that threw was, that kick. That was, yeah, that was just a thing of beauty. It was. So... I think Chandler is that guy. All right. Um, but how, much, how much time we at? Uh, we're at 57 minutes. 57? All right. I mean, so what's coming up next is we're going to – next week we'll – so we're going to do another recording so that we can talk about 270, UFC 275. 275 after we – A lot of awesome, awesome fights on that card. Yeah. I got to watch it on my phone. I can't wait to watch it on TV yeah. and actually hear the commentating that's yeah. going on. Um, so we'll do 275 and we'll preview 276, 276 which is loaded. Yes, 276 Absolutely is looking good. loaded. Um, but if you're still listening, uh, awesome. We thank you. Thank you so much. Um, go check out our Instagram, panhandlefighttalk.com or panhandlefighttalk. What is it? On Instagram. On Just Instagram. At panhandlefighttalk. Yep. There is no dot com. Dot com, dot org, dot gov. We could do a dot com, but. I don't feel like building We'd rather a, not. Dude, yeah. I don't feel like getting building a Wix website and everything. We just need an Instagram page. We do. So Panhandle yeah. Fight Talk on Instagram. Um, I think next time we're gonna try and have a call in number yeah. so that like people can call in and, and talk to us. So we'll, what we'll do is the plan is send out and I think it'll work. We send out a it once we get people like actually following us on Instagram, we send out a notification on Instagram. We do an Instagram live feed so that like there's a camera up and running. Um, and then we, on the Instagram live feed, we give the phone number out so that if somebody wants to call in and talk to us while they're listening, they can listen on Instagram. We'll be recording so we can post the pod later and they can call in and there won't be like feedback or anything from the phone call. Like they can just hear us. Man, that's a lot of work. I'll try. Well, no, I'm, I'll play with Instagram and see what, okay. what we can do. Okay. Um, it's going to be a lot of work getting our recorder synced up with live while recording. We should be able huh. to do it. Okay. But that's going to take some playing, which well, I'm more than happy to try to mess around and we'll get Clay. figure it out. We'll get, old, we'll get old Clay to call us up and be like, hey, man. Yeah, we can get Clay to call in. Yeah. I don't know about a live call in while you're listening to it live. They'll be able to hear on the phone call us talking. But as far as live call-ins, I don't know about that yet. We'll just tell Clay to call in around this time and have him on the phone ready to go. Okay. And then from there, we can investigate the Instagram live. Gotcha. 
Gotcha. But that those are my goals for yeah. it. Is like oh, I want to I want to try and do that because I love that. because and what that honestly, does. What we could do too is just get a little webcam. Yeah. And we can go to Twitch where we're recording this live on Twitch, and then people we know with Amazon Prime subscriptions subscribe to our Twitch. It's yeah. a free subscription. Subscribe to the Twitch, and we go from there. And then you can watch it live. Yeah. If we, we ever want to stream shot. live, it'll be on the Twitch, and we can do that. We can have the link in the Instagram bio, and we can do that. Okay. That's definitely an option. So, uh, I've got a, I've actually got a really good webcam uh, camera, so I can bring that over with my laptop. We can try and set that up next time. It. Yeah. Cool. Well, cool. that's all I got. Yep. That's all. So uh, I guess for all of us here, both of us here at Panhandle Fight Talk, I'm Paul Torres. And I'm Taylor Edmondson. And-